Thanks for listening to the Woodward Podcast Network. Check out more shows by searching for us on Spreaker or wherever you catch your podcasts. The Woodward Podcast Network with Krupka Dental Associates. Hello, this is Dr. John Krupka from Krupka Dental. We now have the Saleo Laser. You can have your fillings done without needles nor drills. We are a full-service dental office and always accepting new patients. To learn more about me and my friendly team, visit KrupkaDental.com. Attention, please. And now, it's Cutter's Rockcast. Yeah, so here we are. Been a couple of weeks since the three of us have gotten together. Ryland, Katie, and myself. I'm Cutter. Uh, This podcast, I'm really excited about this, actually, because Cutter's Rockcast is now available everywhere. Yeah. Pretty much. See, I thought we were going to go with talking with Katie and Ryland. Talking, then, talking with Katie and yeah, Ryland? And then there's a dude there for yeah. color commentary. Cutter's Rockcast. <laughs> What kind of what? name is that? A good name, because it has my name in it. Yeah, What's I up, see how it is. babies? <laughs> <laughs> my babies. Can't even hold straight. Yeah, are we like the that. Barker's Beauties? Like, we're Cutter's Cuties? Like, is that what this Cutter's is? Cutter's Cuties! Oh, God. Oh, yes! oh, God. That's gross. Yes! Please don't ever yes! me. <laughs> no. I don't want to be in it that. It makes me want to throw up a little. It's gross. <laughs> I think I have a little. Yeah. I don't right care. Here. I love you, but I am my own person. Thank you. <laughs> no, you're a Cutter Cutie. <laughs> no, I'm not. We're gonna get signs made and everything. Oh no! We're gonna get, when we're hosting, happens. when we're hosting festivals like Rock USA, or when we're at like Rock on the Range, or wherever we no. may be. No. Yep. This is gonna be a poster. No. Cutter, Cutter and his cuties. Terrible. <laughs> remove me from the Rockcast. <laughs> I have my own name. <laughs> Fine. I love you, but no. <laughs> Fine. Whatever. I mean, maybe later in the privacy. No. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't even finish that sentence. I'm drinking my laughing. monster over here. <laughs> This show sponsored? not brought to you by Monster, but it looks like it, it is be. because Ryan and I are both drinking our Monster Energy drinks. Hey, Monster, they could use a sponsor. Yeah, there we go, perfect. Again, the Rockcast is available everywhere, so I mean, you know, yeah. you're gonna get you're gonna get a sponsor. dozen people to hear your name. <laughs> exactly, Baker's dozen, maybe thirteen if my yeah. mom is listening. <laughs> so there's been some interesting stuff going on in the world of rock this past month, and uh, we have said. Multiple times, rock needs rock stars. Mm-hmm. And sometimes how you create rock stars is by drama. I don't know if this particular drama is the way you want to do it, though. No. Let's start with Five Finger Death Punch. Okay. And Katie, even more personable to this because <laughs> she ended up having a little bit of a Twitter battle, uh, not with Sultan Bathory himself necessarily, no. but because of something that he said to Katie, his fans, or or really more importantly, his Followers, they unleashed themselves unleashed. upon me. So here's what happened. If you don't know the story by now, Five Finger Death Punch on tour in Europe. They're in the Netherlands, right? Mm-hmm. And they're on stage, and they played the first couple of songs, no Ivan Moody. Right. And then Ivan Moody gets on stage and does like a stage dive thing and hurts himself or mm-hmm. something and basically starts raving and ranting on the mic because, and let me preface this with, I love Ivan Moody. Ivan Moody, personally, has always been a fantastic human being to me and to the people that I know. But he's a diva. Yes. And he pulled a diva situation and basically quit the band on stage and walked off. And there was video of it. Or a lot of videos. Or whatever. So, yeah, there was a lot of videos. So, of course, that night, the next day, these videos get posted. Ivan quits the band. Surprise, surprise. This always happens. My job as being in charge of social media is to inform our listeners of things that are happening in the music world. So I posted the story and and even said in it, like, 
we don't really know what's going on. You know, he seems to pull something along these lines every six or seven months. So we're not jumping to any conclusions. Right. That was heat of the moment but on here's stage. The, yeah. yeah. Right. Here's the information as you see. So then the next morning. there is and, and, and Ivan has a temper. I mean, yeah. he's going to go off when, when things like that happen. Exactly. And we all know that stuff happens. You know, yeah. you get frustrated, whatever. You pop off on a microphone. And now in the days of everybody has a camera on their phone, it gets recorded. You got to yeah, be a We're going to know careful. about it. Right. So the next day, uh, Zoltan had posted to his Instagram page uh, some information about what had happened. There were a lot of sound issues, like some technical issues, some human error issues. They that Somebody had started their intro music before Ivan was even in the building, which is why the band started without Ivan on stage. They didn't even know he wasn't in the building at the time. For right. Sound guy screwed songs. up. Yeah. And then there were just things misfiring all over the place, wrong intro cues, being handed the wrong guitars, lots of issues. So took all that information, wrote a new story about it. Sounds to me like Five Finger Death Punch needs to hire a new crew. but Right? Yeah. Copy and pasted direct quotes, like didn't make anything up, nothing like that. Yeah, that's the best part. Yeah. Copy and pasted direct quotes, took pictures, screenshots of the post. Again, technology is key. In said story, right? Right, right, exactly. Posted the story on Twitter. That's not what I said. Zoltan responds with. Yeah, but but, but it, it is it is, is yeah. what it you is what said. you said. Last it time I you checked, said. you run your Instagram yeah. and you type that in. Well, so. and it's one of the great things about Zoltan Bathory is the fact that he himself runs not just his own Instagram, not just his own Twitter and Facebook. He actually does a lot of the social media for the band themselves. Yeah. He is the social media voice of Five Finger Death Punch usually. Right. And so when I saw that, I knew there's a lot of artists you know they don't handle their own page. So you can't say that with them. But with Zoltan, you know he handles right. his own stuff. So I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like getting this tweet going, what the hell are you talking That is what you said. Like, I don't, what did I, I didn't misquote, every word in here is out of your mouth. What could I have possibly misquoted in this situation? And I just got unleashed a Twitter storm of all the fans calling me fake news and I have no integrity and I'm <laughs> reporting misinformation and I'm just trying to sell articles. Did you just reply with the screenshots like here it I, is? I, I, like at first I was like what are you talking I was so confused at first. I was right. like what are you talking about? And I'm like sitting here going what word did I use right. in, expl- in like leading up to the explanation of this that is incorrect and I, I still the only thing I can think of is because I said he blames Ivan's whatever, uh, you know, his craziness, outburst, yeah. his outburst on these situations. And he never at any point said, Ivan did this because blah, blah, blah. That's the only thing I can think of. But but it's pretty clear that all of these misfires at the show is why he threw with it. Exactly. Like, oh, yeah. It's com- it, it, and if anybody's ever been to a Five Finger Death Punch show or knows anything about the band itself or, or Ivan himself, mm-hmm. knows that that's, he's, he, he himself is going to do that because that's his personality. And it's, it's what you love about him. It's also what drives you nuts about him. Yeah. Yep. It's- so all that stuff happens and then, you know, go through the whole Twitter war. Like, like I want to spend my whole day answering and responding i got work to do i don't have time for this shit i don't want to spend my day (laughs) responding to some idiot on twitter that i'll never know and never see that didn't even read an article and is just bitching about something so i was like what i finally just like like this is ruining my day turn your twitter alerts off next oh i had to absolutely next day Ivan is going back into rehab because he's fallen off the wagon again and so we're gonna have so and so fill in bitches (laughs) (laughs) Katie just Katie just ceremoniously drops the mic right in a room by herself where nobody sees it but still 
like, what the hell? Man? I'm over here trying to do my job. My job is to give my listeners the information about the bands they care right, about. Right, and it's not in any way that you were biased, like, screw Five Finger, they're pulling this BS nope, again. It not was at just, all. hey, guys, so you know. I was even really hesitant No, the story was really well written on Katie's part Thank because you. it was really just, here's a couple of sentences about what happened, mm-hmm. and then here's the Instagram post from Zoltan. Mm-hmm. Here's the video of the show itself, fan film video, of what Ivan's doing. And then here's another screenshot of what Zoltan said about that particular thing. So at no point could it be misconstrued as you're putting out false information. You're just fake news, you know, whatever. You compiled what was already out there. And I'm such a, I'm one of those people, I'm, when it comes to putting information and writing a story, I don't just go to one source. I go to four or five sources. Right. I, I put my sources into the story. I right. take a lot of pride in that. Like, you can call me a lot of names, but don't question my work ethic. So I got really <laughs> frustrated. It's like, man, you can call me a bitch. You can call me whatever you want to. But I work my ass off. I know this information is correct. So, yeah, it was just a cluster of a situation. And it just goes to show what happens on social media when people read a headline right. and don't read a full article in a band that already gets a lot of misrepresentation. Like, I understand their hesitancy. They've had a lot of um, flabbergasted stories written about them in the past. So I get it. You know, they, they have a tendency to kind of keep the media at arm's length in general. But, yeah, that was a that was a situation of some... Well, and now, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Katie, but you had people privately messaging you with threats. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I was, I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I get if you're upset that somebody says something you don't like, but you really, that's what you're going to do with your day? Just threaten people yeah. on Twitter? Let, let me threaten a random radio DJ who did her job yeah. and I'm reported, come to Wisconsin and get you. Right? Correctly reported <laughs> the information that was presented. Don't get mad at me because the lead singer of your favorite band gets drunk and flies off the handle yeah. on stage. That ain't my fault. Right. It's my job to report that. And there are a lot of our favorite bands. You know, Rylan and I have talked about this at length in the past about how much we love Five Finger Death Punch. Yes. Because they're fantastic and they're just dumb fun. Like, and the whole rah, rah, rah and the troops and the veterans. It's like, it's like you can't, you can't go to a WWE show and rip on John Cena because that's un American. You can't go to a Five Finger Death Punch show and be mad at the band because that's un American. Because Jesus, you know what I mean? It's like, right. yeah, and I love that. And they've they've personally done such cool stuff because uh, I, I, I hang out with a veterans organization and they personally have done stuff for that organization mm-hmm. where they're located. And it, it, it's something that I'll never forget and I'll never speak badly about them personally. But so here's Katie's story. Here's what she wrote. And let, let's see. Let's see if there's anything in here that you can take in Ryland because you haven't read this yet. Let's see if there's anything here that we could take as a misconstrued information. Headline, Zoltan Bathory blames Ivan Moody's outburst on technical issues. Okay. Well, that's what he said, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Last night, a video emerged of Five Finger Death Punch frontman Ivan Moody on stage saying, quote, this is my last show with Five Finger Death Punch, end quote. After the statement, he made a hand motion like he was cutting his throat with his finger. Watch the video below. This, of course, had the internet going crazy as Moody once again threatened the end of the band. That happened. Yes. That's a direct quote from Ivan Moody from the video itself. With the video right there, you can watch it yourself. Exactly. You made the video. You falsified it. You, I, I moved your to the Netherlands. Yes. I took right. video. I flew back to Wisconsin you edited just it. to write yes. this article so I could piss <laughs> off Five Finger Death Punch fans. Yes. That was my goal. She goes, Kate, this is, again, Katie's words. Today, 
Five Finger Death Punch announced a UK tour with a link. With In Flames and Of Mice and Men, and Zoltan Bathory has explained away Moody's comments by blaming the outburst on technical issues. I, maybe, may, maybe the, oh, the, I I'm going gra- I mean, to grasp at straws, straws. Yeah. by saying this, but maybe you're by saying that direct line, your Zoltan took that as you're putting words in his mouth. That's the only thing I can think of. I also think, though, that he didn't actually read the story, read the tweet that you have 140 right. characters. You can only right. say so much. And you can only say so much. Yeah, you have to paraphrase and I, I, yeah, and hashtag. And I think he and... probably read the tweet that said, you know, Zoltan blames Ivan's outburst on technical issues. Band announces tour within flames with the link. I'm assuming he read that word blames and probably got but pissed off because it's media and made a comment. what verbiage would you use? Because why else would you bring up all of these issues if it was unrelated to Ivan throwing a fit? Thank like you. Like what verb, Zoltan, what verb should she have used? I, you know, I don't know. Explains I mean, away. I don't have 156 <laughs> characters. Maybe because English isn't his first language? I don't know. <laughs> it's not. I mean, his story is a fantastic one. Came to the United States as a kid, really made something for himself, incredible musician, really created the Five Finger Death Punch brand. But uh, here's the video. Here's the audio from this video. Because I'll let you know ahead of time. This is my last show with Five Finger Death Punch. Drops the mic and walks away. But I misquoted. You did. Yeah. But Way I think, to go, Katie. But even in, if you read, though, the Instagram post when, because, so Zolt made uh, an Instagram one? post about um, oh, their, here, like, here, here, race here. car issues. In the comment section? In the comment section, somebody asked a question and then he responded. His response was, quote, let me say that again. Quote, he was just pissed. Nothing was going our way. Crew radio com was fucked, so there was a misunderstanding, and crew ran the intro. So we went out on stage not realizing Ivan wasn't even at the venue yet. Then he got dropped when he stage dived. Then his microphone died, and just a snowball of technical and human error one after the other while we were on stage trying to perform. It was... Well, I guess a night of rock and roll. So you're telling me right there that he didn't just blame Ivan's outburst on human right. and technical errors. Which is fine. That's a fine statement to Absolutely. write. Absolutely. Nobody's going to judge you for, no. for saying that at all. That's, that's In fact, that's the right thing to say in that right? situation. Now, flash forward a day, and then Ivan's out of the band again because he's back in rehab, uh, and you have Tommy Vexed singing for you mm-hmm. to finish out the European tour. And that's the thing is like at no point in time are we saying I wasn't saying anything bad. I wasn't saying no, anything negative. Factually. I, and, I, and I hope with all bits of hope. I, I have family that are alcoholics. I have dealt. I've been going to AA meetings since I was a kid while going with my family of alcoholics. <laughs> like I fully understand. And I hope beyond all hope that Ivan gets help and gets in a better place Same. and understands that he doesn't need to have alcohol. And at, at no point am I saying anything negative about him or about the band or anything. I, I will say this. Like that, that's, a, that's a thing that needs to be corrected. Right before Ivan's first public stint of being in rehab mm-hmm. and not being with the band, when, when uh, Phil Abonte filled in for Five Finger Death Punch, um, Five Finger Death Punch played a show that we were hosting. And I ran into Ivan backstage. This was not in a professional situation. This was just hanging out. Mm-hmm. I was waiting to go on stage and do introductions, or maybe I'd just come off stage. Either way. And I'm standing there. Ryan, I think you were there, actually. Probably. Were you standing there? You might have been standing there when this happened. 
But I, uh, Ivan saw me, and he came up, and he gave me a big hug, and he, and I'm like, how you doing, man? Like, you know, you look exhausted. And he put his head on my shoulder and said, cut, I am so tired. I am exhausted. Mm-hmm. I need to, I just, I got to go chill. Yeah. I lo- and then gave me another hug. I love you, brother. I hope the kids are good. And, and that was the last time I saw him until they were on stage. So, and then it was right after that. That all this stuff started coming out about, you know, possible alcohol abuse, maybe some drug issues, family things, like whatever it was. There was a shit storm of stuff yeah. that went down publicly and privately in his life. And nobody is going to blame him for dealing with shit the way that he had to deal with it. Nobody's going to be able to do that well. Never. Oh, my God. Take the time off that you Especially need. Especially a guy help. who's outspoken and as emotional as Ivan is. Absolutely. Like, take the time off. Get the help that you need. We want right. you strong. You are one of the strongest supporters of so many amazing causes. Mm-hmm. We want you to be strong and come back with more music and continue to support those causes. Yeah. You, uh, yeah, exactly. Now, here's the other part of this, though. Five Finger Death Punch is a business. Mm-hmm. Five Finger Death Punch is a machine. It's a promotional machine. They're like the kiss of modern metal. I mean, they're... As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, you could go get a five-finger death punch lunchbox if you really want to. Yeah, yes. They have and all, which every is, single piece of merch. Which is awesome. Rock needs that. Rock needs that band who can do that. Absolutely. But because of that... Is it too much too quick? Yeah. Well, I think is there there's a protection issue that I think needs to happen within the guys where it's when you see yourself getting that exhausted, when you see yourself getting that tired. And, and how feasible is it? I don't know. I'm not in that part of this world. I don't right. know how feasible it is for the lead singer of one of the biggest rock bands in the country right now to say, hey, I'm I'm exhausted and I need a break, and I'm worn down, and I know we just booked this tour. Well, especially when the other guys in the band are constantly doing a million things. Mm -hmm. Jason Hook is the executive producer on this new uh, movie that I can't think of the name. Hired Gun, it's called. Mm -hmm. Um, So he did that. Uh, Ivan's doing race car stuff. He's constantly doing different types of video shoots and things like that. 
Uh, Chris hangs out at bars in Vegas. You know, whatever. It's <laughs> well, he's got his little self, and he's sober he's now too. He's branded himself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's got the Kale Army and everything. The going. Kale Army, mm-hmm. absolutely. And Chris Kale is one of the most genuine, awesome human beings on this planet. Um, the point is, is that they all have all this other stuff going on. They're also all, besides Chris Kale, a little bit older than Ivan. Mm-hmm. Um, Ivan's been around the scene a long time. There's no doubt, but he started in Motorgrader very young. And did Ozfest and all that, and just kind of immediately went to when Five Finger Death Punch became a thing, went to that band, and that band blew up out of the box. Yeah, yep. they did. And I think that anytime, I, you know, I said the same thing and to, to total sidebar out of rock for a second. Yeah. I said the same thing with, with Britney Spears. So many people talk so much smack on her when she shaved her head and had her outburst. And I'm sitting here like, this bitch has been making money for her family since she was like nine right. years old. People, <laughs> yeah. When Dis- she was. With Disney Mouseketeer right? or whatever, right? When she was mouse 16. Club. Imagine being 16 years old in your most awkward stage and having the world trying to figure out whether or not you're a virgin. Of course you're going to go a little nutty in your 20s. Like, who wouldn't? So on the same kind of a a thing with something like this, when you're in a band and you're constantly, you're out on the road, you've got all these people, I want to buy you drinks, I want to buy you shots, hey, I want to smoke with you, I want to do a line with you, I want to do whatever thing with you so I could say, hey, I did this. You've got just free bad stuff coming at you at every angle. And when you're young and you're dumb and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm in a band and I'm partying. Let's do it. Even still, though, yeah. It happens. It's it's like go with what you know. That's his life. That's Mm -hmm. what he does. Stepping away from the only thing you know how to do that you've been doing is hard. Here's the other side of that. And, Rylan, you know this well from touring with bands. Yes. There, there is the point, though, where you're, you're that guy mm-hmm. or that girl, yep. and you're, you're out with the fans, and you're partying, and you're doing all that. At one point, you have to shut that down. Mm-hmm. That, that can't be a thing anymore. Right. Now, you're, you're excluding yourself from all that stuff. You're not the person of the fans. You're not out partying. You're not at the bar drinking. You're not doing that stuff. You're, you might not even be signing autographs because you're afraid to be around people because of that temptation. The bad influence. Now, fans are pissed off. Yeah, because you're stuck up, you're snooty, you're too good, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to appreciate the people that are there, but the people that are there don't understand that the influence that they're having is so negative on such a fragile thing. Right. Trying to recover and get away from that lifestyle is hard. We forget that these people in bands are people. Yeah. They are human beings. Who have with, their own personal issues yep. and their own stuff. Yep. We can't all be Corey Taylor. No. And even Corey Taylor, though, he's gone through his stuff. Yeah, true. He's, I mean, there were times where Slipknot almost broke up. There were t- He's talked about going back and, well, and Paul recording. Paul Gray's death hit him hard. Super hard. And going back and talking about some of those issues and some of those things. And when they sat down to record certain albums and just they didn't even want to they didn't want to be in a room together. Mm-hmm. The guys in Slipknot. And, and you fight through that stuff. But there's a lot of growing process within that. Um, and we see Corey now after he's gone through all of that and see him as this just dominating, I'm writing books and I've got two major bands and I'm putting movies together and all this stuff. He couldn't have done that, all of that, 15 years ago. It's called putting your energy into something creative as an outlet to avoid the temptation of other things. Exactly. But you have to get through the recovery of that temptation and through the recovery of actually doing those things in order to get to a point where your mind is straight enough and you can say, 
all right, yeah, I can take on this project and this project. Or no, you know what? That's too much for me right now. And I know that because I've been through enough shit to know that that's too much for me. Right. I need to take a break. Maybe we'll work on that in a year or else it's just not something we're going to do. Right. I don't think Ivan's hit that point yet. I don't think he knows how to say, no, this is too much. Yet. Yeah, I think he doesn't want to let everyone down. down. He's got yeah. that push of his fans and everybody more, more, more now, now, now. And it's like he's a people pleaser. He wants mm-hmm. his fans to... And he really is. Yeah. He really, truly is. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. And it's it's hard to say no to things when when you've got so many people are like, I love your music. I want more music. I want more concerts. I mean, even when we post something about a show coming to an area, when a band posts a tour, how many times do you see in the comment section, well, why aren't you coming yeah, here? Come here. Are why you is come this here? on a yeah. Wednesday and not a Friday? Why is this tour not why coming to Wichita? Here? Yeah. Like yeah. everybody bitches about everything. Do, do you want these bands on the road 365 days a year, yes. every single year? Although I will say this, and this is for my friends in Alaska. Can we find more shows to go to Alaska? Because I be really cool. feel bad for people in Anchorage and yeah. Fairbanks and stuff that don't get anything. That would be really cool. Can we like throw some on a Canadian tour for them? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so we brought up Corey Taylor. So here's the other part of what's been going down lately in the world of rock. The <laughs> I don't even know where to start with I this because it. it's so ridiculous. This, yeah, this is just Can the we best. Just say Corey Taylor, Chad Kroger. Yeah, we oh, need boy. celebrity deathmatch to come back. <laughs> yes, yes. We need Clay puppets of Corey Taylor and Chad Kroger to fight each other in a ring. I tweeted that and with somebody Miles was Lane. like. Corey Taylor doesn't have time for that. And I was like, are yes, you kidding does. me? If you said, hey, Corey, we're going to do a celebrity death match one time. We're bringing it back. You got a couple he, minutes for some voiceover? Two seconds. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Drop those, the mic Those celebrities on. didn't even do those voiceovers. Well, it, was, it was paid actors. But Corey would be the person would that would like, call yeah. up and be like, can I do the voice yeah, for my yeah. own I want to do my own voice. <laughs> can I do my voice? Can I do other people's voices yeah, too? Yeah. I'll, I'll do everybody's voice. I'll do Chad's voice. Can I do face yeah, like a foot? Can I do face like a foot? the greatest lines so here's what happened <laughs> chad kroger is is being interviewed but if you watch the video it doesn't even look like he knows he's really being interviewed i almost so, feel like he was sitting there just having some beers right. with somebody that he knew and they so, snuck videotaped <laughs> him. so so there's a there's this conversation happening with a, a with a radio dj uh and and chad kroger he opens a beer in the middle mm-hmm. of it and starts drinking a beer now i don't know how many beers he was in maybe it was one maybe it was two maybe it was ten who knows but Chad, the the interviewer says something. Say it, Katie. Well, Chad was talking about um, just how different their the Nickelback sound is from album to album, and 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 how uh, they've sold all these records and stuff. And he was like, you know, name another band that has been able to change up their sound that much, yeah, or as diverse, been, yeah, as diverse, still been yeah. that successful. And the the dude that the interviewer was like, uh, you know, Slipknot. Corey Taylor, Slipknot, Stone no, Sour. No, he said Stone, Stone Sour. Sour. He Stone said Sour. Stone Sour. He didn't say Slipknot. He said yeah, Stone Sour. Stone Sour. And then Chad just went on this whole thing about, uh, like... <laughs> Corey Taylor can't write a hit song. Yeah, yeah and they have to wear masks. they haven't done and, it yet. Show me. And then he made some comment about he couldn't do anything in the band with the mask, so he got this other band so he could sing some songs oh, no, or something. He, he wanted notoriety as a person. He That's had to ditch the mask so that he could absorb all the fame because he's... You know what, though? The right. funny thing is that, that actually made me mad about the entire thing. I'm sitting there and I'm like... That's bullshit. He was in Stone Sour before he was in Slipknot. You don't even know your information, Chad. Get yeah. it right. Get All the songs straight. on the first Stone Sour record were written in like the mid to late 90s. <laughs> right. Like uh, didn't They just clown, didn't do anything until 2002. Didn't Clown poach Corey from he coached, Stone Sour? That's exactly right. Yeah. Both Des Moines bands, Des Moines, yeah. Iowa bands. So I don't know what Chad's talking about. Because Slipknot, <laughs> Slipknot had a different singer. Yeah. 
So, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was just, and of course then, you know, Corey, Corey was like, I'm not even responding to this. Like he said oh, in an yeah, interview that later great. that day, he was like, I'm not responding to this, whatever. But of course he goes and does an interview with a radio station like that day or the next day. Yeah. They ask the question, how are you not going to ask that question? Well, right. right. <laughs> he just went on. And it's Corey. Whole... And Corey's one of the easiest guys to talk to as far as be- doing interviews. <laughs> he just doesn't give two fucks. No, <laughs> He's not just one. like, you mean face like a foot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the the best line is Corey Taylor says, "I won sexiest man in rock two years in a row while wearing a mask. You won ugliest man in rock. What's up, face like a foot?" <laughs> and it's so wrong. Like I shouldn't even laugh at this, but it's just hilarious. it's hilarious though. Today and I think or... I think even Corey and Josh Rand, who's been asked the question too, obviously, who's really the songwriter and brainchild of Stone Sour, um, they've you know obviously they've all been asked the question, but they. They, uh, they, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought. I'm so oh, yeah. sorry. Are you talking it's... about how they politely declined to open for Nickelback? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that? yeah, yeah. yeah. There's that, that was the best. There's that. No, what I was going to say is the fact that they have made it a point to say we are friends with Nickelback. Yeah. The rest of the guys in Nickelback yeah. are our friends. We get along great with them. Yeah. We've played with them. It's fine. It's Chad Kroger who's the douchebag, basically. And, I mean, we all already knew that. And but... from what I understand, that's a, a true statement, like, Corey gets along yeah. with everybody yeah. else in the band, and yeah. him and Chad have just never gotten along together. And then there was a part, and they too, were label mates for so long. And Nickelback was, and Slipknot are the reasons that uh, really the reason that Roadrunner Records is what it is today. Mm-hmm. Nothing against Machine Head or Typo Negative or some of that early stuff, the metal stuff that Roadrunner had, but it was Slipknot going a million times platinum. It feels like off <laughs> right. their first record, and Nickelback's. Uh, the the one with Never Again and mm-hmm. Photograph and all that on it, the Silver Side Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two thousand one, two thousand two. That's right. Uh, those that went like sold like seven, eight million copies, and that's why. So they were label mates to the point where they were the biggest yeah. superstars on that record label, a record label that was an independent label. Until then, and then they were bought out and blah, blah, blah. Well, that's even one of the things that that Chad made a statement about and said something along the lines of like, and I'm I'm not quoting this correctly, so do not direct quote (laughs) this this statement. (laughs) Look up the story. Um, But something along the lines of- There'll be links in the the description for this episode. Something along the lines of um, that that they fueled Slipknot's- signing on Roadrunner and Corey was like no our first album paid to sign Nickelback well yeah okay so uh Nickelback's first album came out was it 98 99 98 I gotta look this I up I can tell actually. you that Slipknot's first album self-titled 99 years ago today yeah the date of this recording the June 29th 2017 mm-hmm. came out 18 years ago so 2000 or uh, 1999 mm-hmm uh, that so, came out. So, so let me look. Hold on. Nickelback discography. Because I don't Google. remember. Google it. Yeah, thank you, Google. Google was supposed to be called something else. Uh, like the really State came out in 1998. Does anybody even know any songs from that album? Yeah, Leader of Men. That was their first number one single. Oh. But that wasn't number one. <laughs> that wasn't number one until the year 2000. Uh, well, then there you go. And we're Wait and Bleed. Wait and Bleed. And I don't think gate. Wait and Bleed ever became a number one song necessarily, especially at that, that day and age of rock. Right. It didn't need to be. Well, no, but because we knew it. Because Slipknot became what they became doing the second stage Ozfest that same year. I will say the greatest, <laughs> the greatest thing about all of it is that when this whole story started and came out and... 
he was, you know, Chad saying that they've never had a number one yeah. or whatever. Later that day, you know, oh, yeah. song so, number three went number one. Song <laughs> number three, see? the latest song from Stone Sour goes number one right after Chad Kroger says they can't write a hit song. <laughs> Did you see, too, that like Nickelback's latest out, Feed the Machine? Is that the yeah, new album? Number one. Yeah, it was like a f- had like a 43% drop in first week sales compared to their previous albums. Still went number one. But you're talking smack about not being able to have a number one song from some other band, and then your album What's, does far worse was it? than your did previous it, did it went number one. Like Feed the Machine was a number one record? Yeah. In the country? Rock, yeah. Rock, rock record, record rock or record. record? Number one record was Lord. Rock record was Nickelback, but they were in the top five overall for all records. They were right. in the top five. Uh, where was Royal, Royal Blood came out the same week, didn't it? Uh, Royal Blood was number one on the UK Charts, that makes sense. That's where they're from. They were not in the top five in the States. Okay, gotcha. Well, this is interesting. Now, at the time of this recording, we are a day removed from, uh, or a day before the new Stone Sour album comes out, Hydrograd. Which will go to number one. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, there's no other rock record coming out. Not I was going to say it could be Battle of the Sales because Feed the Machine just came out. Hydrograd. But sales are Duke so meaningless at yeah. this point in time. It's really more because about it's, it's, and it's, downloads. Yeah, there's so many different places to get music. And all of them, fine, whatever. However you got to do it, do it. But mm-hmm. um, know that if you go to a show, go by the record because that goes directly to the band. Um, and that's where I wonder if the 43% drop in sales, like when when did the last album from Nickelback come out? You're asking a lot of questions. None of us know. 2013, 2014? The last Nickelback yeah, record? Yeah, before Feed the Machine. No Fixed Address came out in 2014. 2014. So just the difference in how and record P.S., that's the album gone. that has Flo Rida on it. It's horrible. Oh, God. Just the difference in how the last three years in record sales have dropped. I mean, they've dropped tremendously. So I wonder how much of that 43% well, here's is- And here's the one thing that you can say. Nickelback will still sell ten to 15,000 tickets yep. when, they, when they go play shows, yeah. for the most part. That's what they've been selling at some of the shows they've been doing. Uh, our friends of Shaman's Harvest are opening for them right now. They have no complaints. And every um, single person that I've ever known that has ever seen Nickelback has great said band. amazing live. It's a are, fun show. Yeah. That's the thing is everyone talks trash about Nickelback, which is fine because Chad's just made it an even bigger joke. But they're just a fun, lighthearted band. They're good strip club music. Just yeah. don't. It's not going to change your life. It's not going to hit a personal feeling, but you're going to have a good time. It's comparing apples fun. and oranges. Yeah. It's like comparing yeah. ACDC to Metallica. I mean, ACDC is a fun party. Yeah, they're rock, lighthearted. Lighthearted. But Stone band. Sour can be too. Slipknot's definitely not. Right. But but Stone Sour can be. But Stone Sour hits the feels. You get they some do. emotion. And Stone Sour doesn't sell 10,000 tickets per no. per show. Corey hits the emotion. Slipknot strings. does. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I you know I, I would make the argument that at this point Slipknot could outsell Nickelback as far as touring goes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But Stone Sour doesn't. So you know it's. But like you said, it's apples to oranges. Yeah, I mean, it, at relevant. the end of the day, who really gives a crap? I mean, you're, you're rock stars. You write good music. Either way, um, keep feuding. I'll read about this shit. Yes. It's hilarious. And right? if it brings Celebrity Deathmatch back, I'm in. <laughs> Even like a one-time please. Celebrity yeah. Deathmatch? Can we call Can we, up we've MTV? Got, yeah. We've got a couple right now. Dear we've got Corey Taylor, Corey Taylor versus Chad Kroger. We've got, uh, just for fun, you could do Ivan Moody versus Phil Labonte. <laughs> you could do... No, better. Better you could do Phil Labonte versus Otep. I was going to say Otep oh, versus yes. all local bands. Yeah, Otep <laughs> versus everyone. <laughs> Otep versus everyone with a penis. <laughs> oh, my
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.